We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag Principal PLN or at Principal PLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at principalpln.com. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's fabulous. Tia's here. Great. Hey, thanks for having me. (laughs) That was a really quick... Usually we catch up and then we introduce the person. Yeah, that's why it's exciting. We'll just join her in, yeah. So we've got Tia Henriksen joining us tonight. Tia is in British Columbia, a few hours behind some of us. All of us. (laughs) We have a few different time zones going on right now. So we invited Tia on tonight because she's currently a vice principal, but she will be a principal in like, Two weeks, maybe? Yeah, well, January 1st. Starting January 1st. And she's been an active um, participant in the Principal PLN group so on Boxer. So it's just been fun to listen to her. And we thought, what a great time to have her join on while she's getting ready to be a principal really quick here. And normally, people plan to be a principal in, like, the beginning of a school year. But you're jumping in mid-year. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, actually. It's a great time to start because, you know, everything's kind of laid out, everything's started. I can spend some time getting to know people and developing those relationships and just kind of watching, so it's great. Tia, in Canada, they will start you right on January 1st? Like, they don't even give you a day off for New Year's? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good question. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. I could probably go into work on January 1st if I wanted to, but I think the kids come, what, January, I don't know, 8th, 7th? I'm not even Oh, sure. okay, good. So no, it's not that like is a great this. question because she had Thanksgiving like three weeks ahead of us, and I was yeah, like, why she is she having October. Thanksgiving? 
Yeah. <laughs> Canadians are strange. Uh, I do love you. I actually almost made turkey again for your guys' Thanksgiving because I love turkey so much. <laughs> <laughs> you must love turkey a lot if you're making turkey. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so, Tia, um, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on was because when we did the show on Inbox Zero, oh, you yeah. said that there's no way that you could. Um, get to inbox zero and in the Vox or if you don't mind me sharing you said that you had an inbox that was currently at 8,000 I think it was actually even higher than that <laughs> <laughs> so like you never deleted anything is no that... no no I did I did <laughs> like spam and junk mail right <laughs> she did she, she deleted you know, two emails <laughs> in June of 2012. She deleted two emails. No, so you went from, and then, so you gave it a shot, right? And then you, we, we talked you through it. I think Jessica was like your, your email coach for a little while there. And you went from 8,000 and you've gone to, to zero at times. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's amazing. When I heard you guys talking about inbox zero, I thought, what are you guys talking about? Okay. Do you mean the in, like the mail messages in my mailbox that I haven't read? Because I go to Inbox Zero unread every day. I read everything every day. But to think that you actually have everything out of your inbox, I thought that was crazy. That was impossible. And I loved her box when she emptied it and said, who knew flying unicorns are real? <laughs> it was my favorite box ever. It's true. It's true. So I, yeah, I... You know, everybody kind of coached me through it and helped me along, and our PLN Boxer group is just great. I love that. And I got it down to inbox zero. I've got some folders down the side, which are helpful, really, really helpful, and I love the exclamation action folder that Jessica talked about, so I use that all the time. Uh, I don't ever get, get down to inbox zero every day. Yeah, I don't either. But, but you, know, you know, at least once a week I'm down, and I've got it all cleared off, so... Well, and now you're gonna you're gonna start out with a clean slate on January first. You're gonna start out with completely zero, like nil, nothing. Actually, I've already signed up to my new um, district's email, so I've already. <laughs> okay, all right, never mind. Because <laughs> you started with inbox zero. So now you've got two inboxes to try and get down. Oh no. And my Gmail, which yeah. I yeah I don't even think about that, but yeah. But at least you're going into this this new position armed with you know a way to you know process your email and to make sure that it doesn't um, it doesn't become your to do list and it doesn't um, bog you down. Um, so it sounds like um, yeah, it sounds like you're ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. It does really make a huge difference not having all that stuff there um, to think about. Like you said, it's really nice. So Tia, as you're moving into this new position, what, what do you think is going to be one of your main focuses? Well, as I said earlier, I think one of my main focuses, especially starting in January, is just to get to know people, get to know the people in the building, get to know the kids, kind of see it's because it's a new district, trying to get to know everything that they do in the, in the new district. Um, they will do things very differently than my current district. So yeah, it's going to take a while, but... I think that's, that's such a great thing about starting in January. Mm -hmm. I know in the, um, the biggest piece of advice I always give principals is change as little as you possibly can in your first year. Like just get to know what's going on, 
unless there's something that like absolutely like I can't live with life being like this, this has to change, you know, whether it's absolutely you know, must do yeah. not mess with their with their traditions, with their policies, with their procedures. Just let it be until <laughs> until next year and then start making changes. But if it doesn't have to be changed, let it let it be. Yeah, and I think that's why like you have like the ideal time coming in mid year to just yeah. Because they're already in that process. Like, they're already in the school year. They're in the groove. So you don't have to worry about, you know, starting them. They're good. Even the new people are in the groove. So you're set until, you know, September. It's kind of awesome. Now, one thing I was thinking of changing, so maybe I could get your guys' opinion, is I'd like to start Twitter because I'd like to start celebrating some of the great things that are happening in the school already. So... Start Twitter, start a Twitter channel, start um, maybe like a change the blog or change the website up a little bit so I can do a bit of a celebrating every week about what's going on in their schools. Do you think that would be too much or is that all well, right? When you say Twitter, you mean for parents to see what's going on, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I would first find out where are parents because um, I love Twitter. That is where I spend most of my time. But I did a survey, and none of my parents were on Twitter. So I use this. I use a Facebook page for our school because they're not on Twitter. Yeah, so I that start, might be something to think about. I started doing with the Twitter feed because a lot of my some of my parents are on Twitter, but not a lot. But I put it as a widget on the website, and then I auto post everything that's on Facebook to it, and then whatever I put to it, so that it's just a running log of everything that's happening through the day and whatever you're celebrating, and it's right on the website. Yeah, that's a great idea. I started a, uh, a Facebook account as well, so it has to be cleared through the district, so they're working on that, but they, is that all right to kind of start that now? Yeah. So will you, be, will you be like the first in the district doing this? No, no, no. Chris Weiger is in oh, the district. Oh, that's right. Chris Weiger is yeah. there. Yeah. You're in good hands. Pardon? <laughs> You're in good hands then if Chris is there. Awesome. So, so awesome. They've been kind of encouraged me to apply to their district for a little while now. and mm-hmm. yeah. I think, see, doing that, that's not you changing anything. You're going to be the one doing that. So I don't think, no, I think that would be great, getting into classrooms and highlighting great things they're doing. Yeah, celebrating things is never, you're talking like, when you're talking changes, you're talking, you know, the way that the teachers celebrate their Christmas parties or, you know, which, what they do on the last half of the day before spring break. You know, if they have any traditions, anything that goes through the school, um, you know, during their day, any, um, anything that they, that they do, you just kind of, like we, the, the biggest example I have is that we, there's a day that we have after conferences in um, October, the end of October, and they have this Friday, so we have conferences Mon- or Wednesday, Thursday, and then they have Friday off completely. There's no PD, there's nothing, and to me that's insane because it's, I mean, it's a day off in like the beginning of November, and I don't get it. I just, because, I mean, we, we never had days off. It was professional development, it was whatever, but that is something that they have done forever, so I, I, I don't dare mess with that. I did the year before, last year when I got there, our calendar had a full day on the last day of school because we had a full two-week break. But apparently, and the, the principal before me had set that calendar, and he wasn't there the year before that, so he didn't know. But apparently 
they always have a half day on the last day before Christmas break. And it was not okay. It was not okay. It was like, I mean, it, I ended up having to give an extra half day. We had a half day on Holy Thursday before the spring break, and I ended up taking that half day away. I said, I can't justify giving you a half day when you have two weeks off for Christmas break, and it's not already in the calendar, especially since when we came back, we had five snow days, so they really had three weeks of Christmas break, <laughs> but we didn't know that before. But it, you know, you know, But that is something that now we put it back in because it's not, it's not worth the battle. That's something that they do and they're used to, and it's, it doesn't hurt anything. Yeah. It's those kind of things. Yeah, no, I'm not planning to change any of those kind of things. I mean, I need to find out what those things are first. I have no idea. Yeah. You know, one thing I would recommend, and I got this out of um, a book that I won't be able to reference right now, now that I can't think of it. Uh, it's a book by Pete Hall, I think just the first year principal, and it, it is taking time to sit down with every single staff member and just ask them, what is great about this school that we need to keep, and what is something that needs to change? And... It, the time spent in those conversations will be great for you to get to know the people, but then also later on look at your notes and look at like what trends are there in the building of, you know, is there something that needs to change? And then you could because you could say, you know, 80% of you all said this needs to change. Um, and so you can use that information to move forward. Yeah, I was planning on having those meetings and Chris has been great. He actually started in that district from his previous district last January. Oh. So, yeah, so he sat down with all the teachers and had similar conversations, but asked them questions like, what are you curious about? And how can I help you with those curiosities? Among other questions as well, but I thought those were just wonderful questions. Yeah, I like that. One, one of the things that, um, that I did, and I started in April, so it was really um, helpful to have that time before the end of the school year to really just get a chance to know everybody and exactly what everyone's saying tonight. You know, just you kind of let everything, you know, all the planning has been set, so you, you respect that. And um, I used the, um, the question by Dan Sullivan. It's a book, and it's uh, basically the question is, if, if we were having this conversation three years from now, what would have to happen to you? either personally or professionally, for you to have met your goals. And I thought that was um, very helpful to um, take the conversation and move it forward. So you're basically you're asking them, like, you know, what do you think, like, has to change in order for them to be happy both personally and professionally? So you, you hear a lot of really good things about, you know, about the school and all that kind of stuff, and then also um, things about them personally. You know, they, somebody wants to get married, they want to, you know... I don't know, start a business or something like that. So you get a chance to to listen to the and I think what Jessica said is so true. You're you're paying attention to all those trends that you're hearing. And who is the author of that book, Spike? Dan Sullivan. Okay. I'll I'll put it over here. I'm just gonna include some of these um, in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. So Tia, can you tell us a little bit about your school? Um, my new school coming up? Yeah. Mm hmm Sure. It's I think it's about 268 kids-ish. Um, it's kind of in a rural kind of area. It's kindergarten to grade 7. Oh. Um, so I think there's 11 classrooms. So 11, cla 11 divisions. Um, there's learning support. There's, oh, our Aboriginal, district Aboriginal program is housed in our building as well. So they take up two classrooms which I'm really happy with about. 
Sorry, Jess? Is that like English language, like second language students or? No, it's just our First Nations um, department within our school district. I need I need more description. Yeah, no, I don't know that we ha we're tr we're trying to make the connection between what that yeah, would be for yeah. us, and I don't I don't know what um what would that what does that entail? What is what does that department do? So they look at providing support to our Aboriginal students throughout our district. So the first people that came to Canada um, are actually acknowledged in a different way. So we have our Aboriginal enhancement agreement and. We have um, Aboriginal support workers throughout the district that support different programs and different students um, in different ways to ensure that they, our Aboriginal students kind of don't lag far behind or farther behind than they are or try to catch them up a little bit. Um, our Aboriginal students have a really high rate of dropout, so they're trying to um, make that less. Interesting. Wow. It's sort of like, like what our Native American right. schools yeah. are like, and in, in, but it's only in certain states. Um, there's not really a big, you know, Native American population in some of the areas in the United States. Is this something that you've come across though in in um, the school that you worked at as well? Absolutely. My current school um, has 476 students and a very high Aboriginal po population. So we have. 76 Aboriginal students in our school, um, which is quite high comparatively to many, many schools in our district. So I'm going from a very kind of a large school, which isn't our largest in the district that I'm in right now, to a smaller school with still a good Aboriginal population, which is unusual for that district. So that kind of makes me feel a little more comfortable. So I'm going to something that, somewhat something that I know, which is nice. But it's so a wide it's a wide range of students, so from very affluent, affluent to um, not so much. So it's a very wide range. So what was the um, application process like and interviews? Because you know we have a lot of people who listen to the show who are aspiring administrators, and they're always looking for um, you know some different hints about you know what the process is like. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? Oh, it looks like Tia, Tia froze a little bit. Oh no, she got the dodge to the drop. Yeah, she said it's not that cold up there, so <laughs> I, know. I don't know what exactly happened. We'll wait um, till she comes back. I'm sure she'll come back. Yeah. Well, um, in the in the meantime, though, I wanted to tell you guys about a um, about there's a I have to find exactly what the link is, but one of the principals associations, the national associations, puts out a principals checklist that's really helpful for new principals and it goes month by month it says like the first thing that you do there's one for your secretary like the things that you that you go over with your secretary before you start you know things like mail and answering the phones and taking messages and like how you want things done and then there's one with uh, an assistant principal if you have one and then it goes through month by month and it's things that you need to be looking for you know once the quarters end or trimesters or um, exams, things like that. But I'll find the link for that and they're all in PDF. You can print them off. It's really nice. I've been using it this year um, because I found it like in May of last year and so I've just been kind of you know referencing it for things that I may have missed last year but it's a it's pretty um, thorough. Yeah, that would be a great resource to include for people. 
Um, and this has nothing to do with first year principles, but um, I just shared with you both in the Vox earlier that I just uh, purchased some Christmas gifts for my administrative team because I didn't know what to get, but I uh, had a dumb moment and I bought Spike's book, um, Connected Leadership for each of them. That Hopefully really is listening. a dumb. I know, that, dumb. That really is a dumb moment. <laughs> so if you need a Christmas gift, go buy Spike's book for your colleagues or superintendent or something. That's a really good idea. Yeah. It's a great, it makes a great stocking stuffer. No, I think it's the full, it's the full. Game. <laughs> it's a great stocking stuffer. I think it's a great stocking stuffer, yeah. All right. Yeah, so, are you there? She's not, and I just boxed oh. her down. I don't know if we've lost her for. Oh yeah, she said, I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are just about at the end of our time, anyways. So, what else is new with you both? Anything? I'm loving the um, what we had talked about. I don't know if it was last time or the time before, but I've been writing my thank you cards. <gasps> and, yes, um, me too. I also started workout Wednesday with the staff. Um, looks like Tia's back. Yay! There she is. I don't know what happened. That's okay. It's cold, right? <laughs> it's not that cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think we're at like 7 or 8 degrees Celsius, whatever that is Fahrenheit. I don't know. Uh, we can't even get that, times. warm. I was going to so. zero Celsius here now, so that's probably yeah. like 45 degrees, would you say, Jess? 45, 50 degrees? Uh, not in Wisconsin. Right. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it's 7 degrees Celsius. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not even going to attempt to convert things. Yeah, I was going to say, she has trouble with... You know how system. I am with time zones? You want me to try temperature? <laughs> yeah, that's, a another, that's a whole different math. <laughs> no. So, Tia, before we, we lost you, I was just asking for our, our, our aspiring administrator friends, like, what was the uh, application and interview process like uh, with this school? And also, if you could talk to... Um, you know, how much did being a connected educator uh, play into this, this process? Well, here it's a little different. So when you go to apply to a district, they put um, kind of an application out. Uh, you can apply to that application. It normally goes to a pool um, of principals. So for instance, when I applied to this, this district, um, it was in August, and I was successful. So then I went to a pool of administrators, so then when a position comes available that is a, a good fit, they will then place you in that position. So normally here, the districts are fairly large, so they have two intakes, usually in January, a January start and then a September start or August start. Um, basically, it's a one-day one interview, so you go in and depending on the district, I've had recent interviews that have been an hour and a half long. Uh, but most of them have been about 45 minutes. Um, not too grueling, but good questions have been asked. And I think being a connected educator definitely has helped, especially with the, the, the district that I'm going to now, because that's kind of a, an area that they're really going towards. Actually, I think in all the districts right now, they're really looking that way. It definitely hasn't hurt me, for sure. I've been on in, I think, three different principal pools, and this district gave me a call and 
offered me the job, so which I'm glad about. This is actually the the district that I preferred to go to. It must be all that work that George Kuros does in Canada that makes everyone want to be connected. Must be, yeah. <laughs> actually, George came to my school last, not last year, the year before, and did a workshop at my school with my staff, and it was great. Yeah, he's a great guy. So if anybody was wondering, 7 degrees Celsius is at 44.6 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> okay. You are so what are your What's your temperatures over there right now? Um, it is... Low 20s, I think, which is okay. like negative 4, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's actually just around 30 right now, which is it's really warm. Actually, my son went rollerblading in the driveway today, so that's pretty abnormal for December. It's 30, actually, with us, too. 30 Fahrenheit. Oh, look. It's gotten, it's gotten warmer here as that's well. That's so weird. We're all on 30. No. The Canadian. Everybody thinks <laughs> we're, like, freezing over here, but we're really not. Not in Vancouver. We're wimp. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you're used to. It's all what you're used to. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been great having you on here, Tia, and it's going to be exciting to see your journey and this new position for you, and we'll keep chatting with you on the on the Boxer group and maybe have you on the podcast again. That'd Ooh, be yeah. great. I'm really looking forward to the new position. I'm nervous and scared, but I'm excited, and I think just... You know, taking that time to observe for a while is will really help me. So yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. Well, we hope. Yeah, we hope you blog about it and talk to us. You know, on yeah, Vox. Yeah, I always or, love reading it's... your blog. Yes, absolutely. And listening to your Voxes, she's always so. And we listen. You know, it's because of the huge time difference. You know, I listen to Tia's Voxes, and it's nine thirty. You know, so I'm already well into work, and Tia's driving to school, and she's so peppy and so happy, and it's like you just can't help but feel happy when you listen to her talking. And the accent, too, of course. And her accent, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you don't have an accent. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Tia, like Tia none, none of us have, yeah, none of us have accents. Actually, I just like it, Tia, because it's stronger than mine, because usually Spike makes fun of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the Voxer group. It's been lots of fun, and everybody's had lots of great things to add and insightful comments and great questions. So it's been fun. Definitely a yeah, great I, place to I, learn. Jess on, uh, I've been following Jess on Twitter three and a half years when I first started on Twitter. So Oh, wow. So, yeah. I don't know if you even remember way back then. I do. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> she's like a Twitter grandmother now. No, I mean, she's, not, she's no, really... Melinda. Melinda's the Twitter grandmother. No, you are too. I mean, I have I have folks that that I've been able to get onto Twitter um, that that look at me as like a Twitter dad. So that means you're like a Twitter grandma. Gosh, imagine if any of those people. Got people, it. right? You look like a great grandma. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough now. I think we need to say <laughs> the youngest of all of us. So. <laughs> yeah, I am. Even more fun. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll say Principal PLN out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com. 
There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash B to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com slash B-E.